See, now this is messed up because Jim's not here for the cold open yet. Yeah. And, and he was here and then he vanished. So I don't know. I don't know if he's if he's dead. Jim Caterly. He's dead, Jim. Or not. Um, and I normally don't. I, I just broke one of my rules, which is to not play sound effects during the cold open. I'm going to have to scratch that. I'm going to have to edit that out. See, and, and I'm ill-prepared because I'm just sitting here retweeting Simpson screams on Twitter because I didn't know I was the cold open. Gabe, I uh, I can tell you that uh, that I did watch a PragerU video on voter fraud right before right before the uh, the show today. I was like playing in the background Ooh. while I was getting stuff ready and making some sound effects. That and some uh, pretty solid working soundtrack there. But here's here's the thing. Um, it's pretty awesome when, when you, <laughs> you make a video, it's like, so like whether you're left leaning or right leaning, you just make a video and then you just make claims. You just say, yeah, Malin, fr- Malin voter fraud is the easiest way to the easiest and most reliable way to commit voter fraud. And you're like, okay, how? And they're like, cause it just is. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's like, okay, the video is slick. The production's good. But who, 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 what, how do you just say that? I, I love, I love, I was, re- I was listening to a lecture the other day about how, how unique this time in American history is because, um, you know, in the old days, wh- you know, if you got your newspaper or whatever and it leaned a certain way, it was acknowledged because it was like, this is the liberal newspaper. This is the conservative newspaper. You know what I mean? Right. But now, like nowadays, people don't get the newspaper. They don't necessarily go to the, I mean, the 50 plus year olds, they all watch tw- the 24 hour news networks, right or left. But like things are like in infotainment and like that weird nebulous area of YouTube where it's like you're doing a reactionary video and you can just say things as though it, you are the source. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the, that overused, that overused term of like fact checking like in this case, you just say things and because you are Prager you, you are the source for that thing you just said. You can just say it. You know what I mean? Right. It's not it's not like you go, Oh yeah, the New York Times is reporting that. You're just like, Well, I'm Prager you and I'm saying that voter fraud is the easiest way to commit vote or mail in voting is the easiest way to commit voter fraud. And you're like, uh cool. Well, and there's no validity there's no like measurement, no gauge of validity anymore. Well, it's just like <laughs> Brad Headline News says that right. everybody's feet stink who don't vote for a major party. Do you know the other day I was sitting in uh, I was sitting in a group where there was a bunch of old people and they were sitting around with their cell phones and they were looking for any news site that would tell them three weeks down the road, not really, but what what are we were two weeks down the road from the from the original election night. They were looking for websites and would not stop until they found a website that would just say that Donald Trump had more electoral votes than Joe Biden at this point. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> what? That's not how news works. That's not, that's not that's even not how, how the future. Works. <laughs> that's not how that goes. I think Jim might be dead. Did he did Jim respond to anything? Oh, no. Is Jim on the line? Jim, caller, you're on the line, Jim. He's, uh, he's, oh, he's typing. Hold on, we're about to hear. We're Uh-oh. about to get word from Jim. He's about to say. He's about to like give me a suicide threat. He's gonna actually. I've decided to end it all. 
Let's see. Stand by. Or are we sending a crisis team to Jim's house? Scumbags, this is what you listen live for. Because I guarantee if something terrible happens, well, this might air. It's all on Brad's discretion. What does Jim have to say? <laughs> so Jim, Jim's Jim's running late on top of me running late. So Jim was, this is like classic Jim and Brad interaction where Jim was ready. And I was like, hey, man, I'm running late. Sorry. Can you give me an extra half hour? He's like, yes. But now that Jim gave me the extra half hour, he's late on the half hour that he gave me. To spite you. <laughs> I'm kind of like that, too. Like when somebody pulls that one on me, I always like, well, then I guess they're I guess they're ready to wait on me now. Oh, yeah. You're, you have to uh, you have to you're going to be late because your child's in the hospital. Well, guess what? I'm going to put a child in the hospital, too. I'm going to the hospital myself. Oh, How about that? <laughs> dude, I'm putting myself in the hospital. I uh, I used to <laughs> I used to uh, get into these arguments with uh, with employees at work all the time because they would they would say, well, you know, people are late sometimes. I'm like, yes. And that is 100 percent accurate. Sometimes things happen. Right. Right. But you know, and I know the guy at work where there's all the things always happen to him almost every day. I believe I was this guy one time. I think <laughs> at one point I had literally, and this is this is no joke, and you were in management, so you understand how mind-boggling this is. I believe I racked up 145 occurrences in one calendar year. Dude, I mean... One 12-month period. Yeah. Jim, Your Jim, mind just exploded. No, no. Well, hundred. Well, 100 and how many? 46, you said? 145 or 146, something like that, yeah. I know, Norma. I saw it. It's on this screen too. That's over half the year. Yeah, <laughs> half the time. Yes. Okay. So I'm glad you said that because what I would do with with my employees that had chronic problems with with attendance <coughs> is I would actually bring their punches and I would sit down with their punch log. Right. And now you're familiar with this already because you worked in an environment where it's literally all logged and everything gets reported, like the amount of time you're at your desk. Right. But, exactly, but in yeah. food service, the only thing that I have, I can't even really measure your productivity all that well, you know, compared to like a call center or, or a data center. But what I can do is look at when you clock in every day. Right. And I had some people, I had this one girl and, uh, and she would, she was, she was that person I'm referring to she would late every single day for some reason, you know, and you would go, Hey, you know, so-and-so you're late all the time. Like, and then you eventually sit down with their six month or three month review and they would be like, well, you act like I'm late all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you are. So now, but right now it's my word against theirs. Right. So then during their, I was like, well, I'm not getting into that argument next time. So I brought every single time punch for the entire quarter with me. <laughs> and I was like, and I broke, I broke down every single time she punched in on time or late. And we did it. We did it at his percentage. 17% of the time she was on time for work. Now, just 17. knowing you, did you, just knowing you, Brad, did you sit down and just because she was giving you resistance, did you attempt or at least false or uh, fake like you're going to uh, have her explain every single occurrence? Because I feel I, like you would. It, Gabe, you nailed it. I sat down and went over every <laughs> single time punch. Right. And I was like, OK, so this day you're 15 minutes late. Right. That must be one of those days that things happen. Right. Yeah. Huh? OK. What's weird is the very next day. You were 25 minutes late. So did more things happen the very next, you know, I, I just let dude for like 
an entire quarter's worth of freaking punches. I just like, and I was like, so when we get to your review part where I, I am supposed to put down a score of one to five, you're going mm-hmm. to get a one. And it's not, it's not art. Like there's nothing to argue about, you know? So in a professional, in a management setting, how many people have you made cry, Brad? Maybe Do- just in the food industry. Let's dozens, just say just the food industry. Dozens, dozens. I mean, it's typically part of the management training program. At some point you're going to cry. But, you know, it's like the military. You got to be mentally broken down before you can really serve. You know Those what I mean? Half pound burgers. <laughs> the so you can't have Same your thing is defending the nation. Same but, thing. But like in the food service industry, right? If you're going to go to the table and you're going to be taking care of a guest and you're really going to be taking care of them the way like up to their expectations and to be worthy of their own money. Like you can't have an ego. You know what I mean? You can't be doing your best job. You need to be doing the job that they expect. You know what right. I mean? Well, that takes a person with special mental toughness, right? Exactly. I so I doing. need to make you cry first. Step one. Shut break the hell up down. and I will break you me- I will break you down mentally. I will I will remove your ego. I will take your ego right out of your your soul. And then we will set it in the back and you can have it when you punch out today. <laughs> So what is step two? Where do you go from breaking down the, the person on the fry later once they're in tears sobbing on the dirty, I imagine, dirty McDonald's floor or Burger King or any sort of fast food floor? We're next. And then I tell them while you're down there, get the baseboards. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the kids would call you savage, Brad. Yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's the no, it's you know, it's normally it's normally manager and manager trainees and like every once in a while, like a bitch server that just like because like what happens is what servers tend to tend to think that they're the most important thing in the restaurant, but they don't understand that they don't know how to cook and none of the food would ever get there. But they're they run around giving the cooks a hard time, giving the manager a hard time because many of the times they give they make more money than the managers if if they if they tip get tipped well and they definitely make more money than the cooks. So they think that they run the place, but what they don't understand is they don't understand anything. Like they don't know how any of this works. So I would, every once in a while, I'd put one of those people either in their place or fire them. And then they would cry. Cause it's like, dude, about right. it's like, dude, you, you don't run the restaurant. So stop acting like you do because well, we can, I can show you how this actually works. And usually like once you show someone how, you know, just like anything, if, if you take, the newbie at your job who thinks they know everything. And then you show them how things actually work and how hard your job can be. If you want to do it right, then they either quit or they like buy in, you know what I mean? But usually they'll just break down one way or another. Right. So do you ever like stage a fake walkout just for, you know, it's not those know it all who, Oh no! I, that's just that's, to show see, them like, look, no, this would happen if we're all dead. No, dude, you you get plenty of opportunities to put heads on pikes, anyways. You don't have to like manufacture that. Every once in uh, a while, you have to make an example of somebody. I once left uh, uh, a workplace with an employee who was like one or two weeks in uh, because I decided that this is not where my life was taking me. So I said, "I'm sorry, guy, I have to go." Yeah, and I think he might have cried. I wasn't a manager, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> He probably cried. I mean, that's funny because I've definitely cried at work before. Not not normally over people leaving, but it has happened before, sure. I think I've done that over like sports or I think I think Jim, just because it was my day to cry. I think Jim might have quit on us. 
<laughs> Previously on Broken Link Radio. Uh, is Ken Jennings um, getting the job? Like, more or less. Yeah, okay, I get it now. So, when, oh, okay, so like it started out as a Catholic holiday, right? And then you think but so. Ken Jennings makes sense. Oh, yeah. they're not going to end the yeah, show. Ken, Ken Jennings has been on the payroll since before COVID. You talk about Mexicans <laughs> or the Catholics? Ooh. I don't know. It was funny. You oh. guys just don't know what's funny and what's not. You're right. When you have to explain it, that makes it funnier. I didn't explain and, it. Yes. I made you think about it. And Norma has decided to sing the Mary Tyler Moore theme song for us. Are you ready, Norma? Have I? Yeah. I got to find the words. No, you don't. No, no. no. Mary, I thought Mary Tyler Moore died in 2008. No, it wasn't. Oh, she just died a couple years ago. Yeah. It's extra gay. <laughs> it's got extra gay hey, on no. it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Was Rhoda their robot made? I don't know what the first show was. Is that why they stopped doing them? Well, it had to have. It has. What's his name? It's like a super queer. She's still alive. Satan has sex with two women. The following program is intended for mature audiences. system produces garbage in garbage out we're here because you're looking for the best of the best of the best sir trailer trash dark clothes wearing too soon sex doing four letter wording hoodlum oreo eater and we've done deep research on this they still have their butts wiped for them i have taken drugs before and uh i had a real good time don't talk to me all right Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. That broadcast school has really paid off. <laughs> you fool. You must unlearn what you have learned. Do or do not. There is no try. Moderately moderate, decidedly stupid. This is Broken Link Radio. I'm Bradley C. Baker. Jim Caterley, say hi. Oh, Jim is still dead. Where Jim like was here for the show and and disappeared. And I think installed evil. Well, that whatever. Can whatever. <laughs> all the wickedness that mankind can produce, we will send unto them only Gabe. Howdy. And uh, we also have Norma here with us. Hi. I don't have a sound yet. Still don't have a sound. No, you no, you don't have a sound. I deserve a sound. But uh, we tried to give you the Rick roll. Right now, right now, Gabe, we're on. Uh, that's the sound effect I forgot. The Rick oh, roll. Right now, we're on. Uh, we're we're streaming live on uh, Facebook Live. Also, you can um, go to the website, BrooklynRadioOneWord.com, where uh, there's a 24/7 stream. 
that obviously it, it comes down and goes up occasionally when I have to reshuffle things, but uh, it's right there on the front page. You can go to SoundCloud or get the podcast from the website directly. Uh, you can stream it on there too. Uh, don't forget about the Patreon, patreon.com backslash Broken Link Radio. That's where you support this project because in the in this pandemic, we're, we all need to help each other out, Gabe, right? Indeed. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is give me $5 a month. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Me too. I, well, I'll split the $5 with Gabe. $175 a piece. You get $175. I get $250. And we're good. That's 50-50, and I love it. <laughs> so, right down uh, the middle. I've already, I've already had a rough start to my day, Gabe, because uh, I went to the mail right at 3.15 today when the mail normally comes in. And uh, I have now been without any schoolwork, like new schoolwork, for two weeks. And I'm, I'm kind of pissed about it right now because uh, you, you already know that when it comes to content delivery, number one, I'm terrible at it. So, like, I was already off schedule. But, like, in order to get, in order to stay on schedule, you need to maintain a schedule, right? So, I Correct. normally have yes. Mondays set aside to post the show and then do my schoolwork. And, and get caught up. But uh, not that this is a good excuse for being behind because I didn't get any schoolwork last week. So in a weird way, it threw me off anyways. You know what I'm saying? I was just going to ask you, how is it that you got less show work done when there was 0% of the schoolwork <laughs> that you normally have to right. do occupying you? Exactly. Right. So, so that was, that was my, see that, but when you're a creature of habit like me, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know if I've explained this to you before, but if I don't have my keys, my wallet, and my cell phone together at all times, I know that I don't know where any of them are. And you crumble. I've witnessed this. Yeah. <laughs> you just crumble to the earth. Oh, my God. Speaking of work, as we were last uh, during the cold open, uh, I've worked with more than a few people over the years who, th who thought that, like, hiding my keys was, like, the funniest thing ever. Oh, no. Oh, my God, dude. Not cool to do to somebody who, like, can't function without their cell phone keys and, and uh, wallet. Like, I mean, maybe if they find humor in grown men crying in the fetal position. That yeah. might be humoring, well, but. Either that or, like, a grown man throwing things and smashing them up against walls. I must oh, be old. I must be old, but I just yes. can't get on board with the whole carry your cell phone everywhere with you. That's too much for me. What's like a battery pack? If we don't have it, we'll die. Oh, no, I'm just uh, I'm just the never missing a phone call. If they're like when you have a cell phone, there's no reason to ever miss a phone call because it's a mobile phone. Yes, there really is. Just for, for an example, the other day I was waiting for a very actually it may have been this morning or yesterday. I was waiting for a very important phone call. Right. So I said to everyone that's sitting in the house in the room. If that phone rings, make sure you get it because I have to go up and use the bathroom. Oh, well, take it with you. Really? You yes. have to take your phone to the bathroom with it, you. Yes. Everyone does. That and Because everyone. I believe, Brad, you brought because this then, up to me. Oh, I'm sorry, Gabe. Go ahead. No, that's all right. I was just saying, and I believe that you've actually brought this up to me multiple times. And Brad, what is the number one reason that you should never touch anybody's phone? because people don't wash their hands and they bring their cell phone into the bathroom. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Can you can you imagine how like just think about how many people <laughs> as COVID has demonstrated, how many people go to the bathroom, wipe their ass, and just walk right out with their cell phone in their pocket. But the reason you bring your cell phone in is so that when the phone rings, you can ignore the phone call and then text your your friend and say, hey, I'm taking a dump right now. I'll call you right back. Well, if their cell phone's in their pocket, that's not a big deal, right? Or if you're Brad. Why would you put your cell phone in the... the you're the one that said you're missing. No, no, no. You're missing the whole point. The whole point of the cell phone is to have it so that you don't miss these things. So if you're going to take a dump and then leave your cell phone in your pocket... You're defeating the purpose. You're on call like a doctor. Like yeah, you leave your, like you poop. set your phone. This is how people end up dropping their cell phones in the toilet. Not because it was in their pocket. They set their phone next to them somewhere. And, and if you've ever noticed in a lot of bathrooms, the toilet paper dispenser is rounded off so that you can't like make a little desk. I'm when sorry. you're on the on, when you're on the crapper. If my phone went into the toilet, that would be at the end of that phone. It would not be coming back out. And used. That's, that's disgusting. Sure. That's gross. Well, I've dropped my I've dropped my phone in the toilet after it's been after like like yeah okay not not like during a dump. Remind you know, me it's not been purified. Ever, yeah. Remind me not to. Ever What's use even your funnier phone. is that you know how you're supposed to clean a, a wet phone or not clean, but you know how you're supposed to fix a wet phone. Cat litter. No. Right. Supposed to put okay. it in the oven for at 125 degrees. Uh, no. So I dropped my I dropped my phone. That's this is absolutely correct. Wow. You can look it up. Have you done this? Yes. I was just gonna say I've dropped my phone on the toilet before, and uh, uh, and, and you stuck it in our oven. Yeah. And, well, no, not your oven. Oh, no. good. My uh, my roommate had actually got the phone for me, so she was very upset that I dropped the phone in the toilet, and she was very insistent that I get it to work again. And I was like, the phone was $60. Can we relax? <laughs> and uh, so I put the thing in the oven for like 15, 15 minutes. And uh, here, here's the thing. You buy cheaper phones, don't you, Brad? Oh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I buy like the hundred, the 89 or $100 like bottom, bottom shelf model of the phone. Okay, you're not like sticking an iPhone in the oven or anything like that. Or no, like, no, no. Galaxy. Well, that's that's what's nice is the the iPhone thing. You can just take back to the store and they kind of like work with you on it. Mine's a Galaxy Note eight. See, unlike you, Brad, I I buy the uh, whatever the cheapest mo like anything that visibly damaged. Like I'm all for it. I don't I care. Yeah, I don't care. Dollars. Yeah, I'm I'm also. You have a guitar, right, game? Yes, multiple. Are you like punk rock where like if your car if your guitars get distressed a little bit, like you're like good adds character? Um, well I mean it's it's gonna happen. Yeah, see it's, I'm I've had most of my guitars like twenty plus years. Yeah, see Well, right. I'm not talking about not taking care of them, but what I'm saying, like, do you like if I see a guitar that's slightly like distressed or beat up a little bit, I'm like, Yeah, that's that's kinda like my that's kinda like my deal. You know what I mean? Like the Really? Okay. Like the guitar, my guitar is a pretty decent guitar, but it's certainly not expensive. You know what I mean? It's not. So like right. if it, if it gets a, I think, like, I think I told you the story. I think the first day I had it, I put a divot in the, uh, in the finish on an accident. You know, I'd like, I dropped my phone into the guitar and it like dinged the finish. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Or like, uh, if you have your guitar long enough, you know, you uh, especially if you're a bad guitar player like me, you get like the the wear from from strumming, and I'm and I'm kind of like, mm. yeah, I'm about that. That's cool with me. I like that. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Can... 
Yeah, definitely. It's, I think it's again like that. Just comes that just comes with the uh, the long term owning. Like, now would you feel that way if you were an on stage musician, and or would you be the type of person that you would want every single guitar to be brand new from the local guitar shop? Uh, like, would it, would it be different if it was like a no scenario? No, see, I I think that even in a, even in a professional setting, I kind of like the aesthetic of having like your beat up guitar. So flip side, then, would you have people beat up your guitars for you before you went on stage? No, nope. does that with his women. <laughs> <laughs> before you send them on stage, Brad, is that what you? <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> oh my god, it's already seven o'clock. He has them get beat up first. We um, I had to. I uh, was gonna play name that tune with you, Gabe. Are you ready? Yeah, right now, uh, the second. Let's go. Gabe is pretty good at name that tune. So can you? Name- Who are the Sex Pistols? All right. Can you name? Can you name? Oh, we're doing it right now, right now. Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna play an artist for you. You tell me if you recognize. All right, David, hit that funky music. Are you ready? White boy. I like that. Did I say that? Is that racist? Yes. No. All right, it's a live performance. Can you name that artist, Gabe? Oh, we're doing a live performance version. Yeah. All right, let's do this. This is Brad performing an all palms rendition of. Ooh, okay. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of piano. <clears throat> Let's see. I want to say it could be Elton John or Billy Joel. All right. Time will have to tell. Is it piano? Oh. Almost could be an Eminem song, also. (laughs) You are my hiding place. You are always there. My heart with Brad's religious. uh, What is it called? Gabe, we're playing Name That Tune. Can you name the artist? The artist is uh, uh, Brad's church group, the ones, uh, the two, the two who were uh, made to write the song, right? No, no, not quite. Not yeah. Brad's really friends. Do you know hold who on, that singer is? Jim, we're trying to see if Gabe can Hi, name the We're trying to see if Gabe, Gabe can name the artist. Artiste. I guess, uh, I guess the uh, Brad's group of friends. <laughs> Circle of friends. Brad Circle has, of friends. Brad has no friends. Yeah. All right, you ready? Brad's. That's why I was wrong. Brad's radius of friends. All four of them. <laughs> five, or was it five? I like how Jim, I like how Jim was like, oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Brad, this was in top forty, and this was never, this never charted on any Billboard chart. Oh, you're having a hard time. You're having a hard time coming up with the the artist. This is cheating. Not yet, Gabe. It hasn't yet. You recorded, you recorded this yourself just for today's show. There's not a possible way I could name that. I'll give you a hint. You know this artist. Shenanigans. You, you, you know this artist. (laughs) (laughs) Bette Miller. I do know her personally, but I don't believe so. This is Sarah Palin oh, and the Jump Back oh, Kids. You're, you know what's funny is you're, you haven't quite gotten the answer, but you keep getting close. He's Sarah dancing Palin. around. I know it's weird, right? It's like it's like. All right, you ready? You and he ready? Doesn't even know. You ready for who it was? He's dancing like so many Greek men. 
That was Jim, his wife, and his kids. Jim, Jim Caterly. <laughs> I was so close, and Jim, I didn't know you weren't Brad's friend. <laughs> I did. The double negatives make it confusing for me, but I'm not. <laughs> Just to clarify. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Jim, huh? we, we thought you quit, Jim. <laughs> we were like. On what? Well, on you? Yeah, because you were like in the room, and then you're like. Pfft. No, oh so I, I joined I joined at quarter to six, and I just let it sit on my laptop oh. while I went off and did stuff. Oh, so, so when I think you, it might have just time out. Either that, or I think what might have happened was that I happened to just start, and then maybe you. Oh, did it? Maybe it did time out because you didn't actively leave. Time out. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish closed. I knew how to quit you. You closed and reopened too. You need to so, find that sound bite. Hey, yeah, I wish I knew how to quit you. Jim, do you I know what today is? <clears throat> Tuesday. Tuesday. Today is take a hike day. Did you take a hike today? Very proud of you. He almost uh, did. Yeah, I took a hike to work and back. David, hit the Rickroll song. We don't have yeah, it yet. Have it. I forgot to put that on there. David, may you sing the Rickroll song, please? Uh, they were playing that on the radio today. What? Ooh, that's oh, where I you left it. The They're playing Rick Astley on the radio today? Yeah. Dude, I just got our video from last week un, um, unblocked. Yesterday, I got that. That was that was yesterday morning. I got that notice. Yeah, I was so irritated. I, I sent. Did you see the note that I sent for the dispute? No, it was, no, it, was I didn't, I didn't. it was basically I said, "Hey, like it's a Rick. It's literally a Rick roll. Of course, this is satirical. Like, you know, satirical, satirical." So I had uh, Gabe monumentally failed at naming that tune, but Ga- Jim, um, you, you and I go back. I can home. name that tune. Oh, I, I bet you could. However. I was going to have you name the doom sound with us. Ooh. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, what, Gabe, we're going to play sound effects from the old school doom game. And oh, Jim's going to be so easy. Oh, okay. All right. Too easy. <laughs> All right, too easy. As a preparation, I just want to tell you, Jim, I can't keep up with the facade right now. All we've been doing is listening to you sing for the last 40 minutes <laughs> because Brad has just missed you and he thought you quit the show. The all gym station. So last time I claimed that was too easy and Brad was dubious. It was the game where we had to pick between paint colors and something else. Yeah. Perfume. Yeah. Perfume. And orders, I blew it away, so yeah, bring yeah. it on. Perfume Are you ready? And paint colors. All right. Yeah. Ready? Here comes the first one. I think. What That's was, a lion. What was that noise? Jim? <laughs> That's a liger. <laughs> what is, is this Doom One or Doom Two? All, all OG Doom. So Final Doom, Doom One, all that. Oh, see, I never played Final Doom. No, but I'm saying it's it's Doom One, Doom Two, and all its variations. Well, just okay, make get, it easier for yourself. But it's Jim. all it's all the Jim. It's all the canon stuff. Nothing like crazy. It's all from the original two games. Oh, so you're saying it's the plasma cannon? That's what you're saying. <laughs> all right, hold on. Oh, give, give me the song one more time. I will. I'm queuing it up. That's the arch file, I think. I'm sorry. That's a pain elemental. (laughs) Your mom's the arch file. (laughs) No idea. Are you you ready? Yeah. I'm going to see how you do out of like five first. Oh, it's the demon. Okay. Pinky. Yep. That's Brad after dinner. Touching his cell phone. Here it comes. <laughs> that sounds like Brad. 
That sounds like me yelling about. That's uh, the mancubus. No, that is uh, that is the uh, revenant. Revenant. That was what I thought first, and then I thought it was I should have stuck with my first. Here it comes again. Oh, not that. Oh, that's oh, that's painful. <laughs> Hold on. I'm. Here we go. <laughs> that was the revenant. That was the revenant. Jim, what's your guess? They're running amok. He's out of uh, Jim, what's your guess? Guess now. Are you ready? Here's your third try. You're, uh, what is he? One for three right now, right? Yeah, just yeah. one for three. You're, oh, jeez. It is hit Jim the, just a microphone. That was you away. hitting the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Jim yeah. is now two for five. Rocket launcher. No, no, no. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Okay. wait Cyber demon. Jim? Same thing. Oh, no. Same thing. It's a rocket launcher either way. It is not the rocket launcher. That was the Doom Imp fireball or the Mancubus fireball or many of the other oh, fireballs. That was flush in the man, toilet. This sounds so oh, close. Oh, wow, Jim. Wow. Here's wow, your Jim. Wow, Jim. You're only uh, you're one for four so far. Here we go. I was cocky. Plasma rifle. Okay. You got Thank a plasma. you for giving me an easy one to end with. <laughs> two for five. All right. Oh, two for five. But then, and here's your bonus. You ready? Yes. I, mi- I miscued it. That's the one we just did. Not yet. Not yet. What that was, one? Yeah, what was that? For all the more. I think that was a spider mastermind. Yes, Jim. That was a spider yeah. mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jim. <laughs> yes. He who masterminds spiders. 50%, Jim. 50%. All right, well, it's strong. Yeah. I thought, see, I thought you were going to do uh, a lot better than two. See the revenant, I knew, but then I changed my mind. Yeah, so. I was just, I was just talking about the revenant because I remember I can kind of do that sound sometimes. We'll say sixty-one. <clears throat> I'm gonna see if I can do the revenant sound right now. Ready? <laughs> that sounds like Jim singing. <laughs> Wait, do that, do the real one now. <laughs> okay, oh, oh, yeah. all right, hold on, I gotta go back. You gotta, you gotta have it close by at hand so yeah. we can. Okay, prepare. you ready? Uh, it's tough because I'm actually queuing it up with YouTube. So if well, I miss, isn't David doing the sound effect? Yeah, oh, you're doing yeah, that. Yeah, okay. but I I got this. I was trying to. That was one of the reasons why I was going to be late today. But David, it, it didn't work out. It didn't work out as well as I had planned. Do you think it. Karen Palmazano would um indulge us in recording that as a soundbite for us? Oh yeah, we should call. I I see if I can that get the. She goes, David. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? I'm going to do my yeah. version of of the Redna first. <laughs> All right, ready? That's pretty good. <laughs> you see why I thought it sounded like you? <laughs> I didn't actually. I thought it was worse than it was. I didn't think I, that mine's not too bad. It's even on key. Oh. It's identical. <laughs> I've played an obscene amount of Doom in my day. All right, uh, here's another sound effect I can do, and I got these on the soundboard now, Jim. You ready? Ready. All right. Up, up. Down, down, left, left, right, right. All right, so I'm going to try up first. Ready? Up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, can you hear those well, Jim, or no? I can. All right. Yeah, that's Coach, Coach Rogers. And uh, what else did we Coach add? Coach Rogers of Doom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, hey. dude, dude. What if? What? If, okay. All right. I just got a brilliant idea. What were you gonna say, David? No. Uh, oh. Okay. Asking. We got we got some other things on the soundboard here. Uh, Surprises. Yeah. Here you go. Christmas. Whatever. I'm kind of retarded. Yeah. I somehow that retarded one hasn't been on the soundboard this whole time. I just realized it like last week. 
It's offensive. Yeah, that's probably why. Is he why. still in Phoenix? Uh, oh, yeah. Alex Jones was like parading in Phoenix and preaching on the street. Yeah, he was, he was street. I'm like Alex Trebek, who is dead. <laughs> He's, He's dead, dead Jim. Jim. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Too soon. LeVar Burton, man. That's he's <laughs> Thank the, you, uh, Gabe. He's I'm the still villain. morning. The right. dude from Reading Rainbow. Right, look what, look what, I, look what I got for you. He's still around? Look what we got for you, Jim. I'm a snack. <laughs> I'm a snack. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you not watch that like 20 times after wait who was it you who hadn't seen it or was it brad it was brad oh yeah yeah whenever i see jim on the weekend i uh we just kind of like we'll have we'll be having a conversation and then it eventually just evolves into us going i'm a snag i think you meant to say evolves oh sure yeah uh, and then too. this one, this one, little David insisted on. I don't know how often we're going to use it, but I think he's planning on using it a lot. That's what she said. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I, see, I, that's what I'm saying. Face. I don't think that that lands as well as you want it to, David. That's because of the, the cadence of it. There's some better versions of that. Oh, really? Yeah, see, I thought that freeze. was the best version of it. There was the one really? where there was the one where he wasn't allowed to say that's what she said, and then he said oh, that's that what she was said. Good. <laughs> oh, where like, he couldn't help saying oh, it. Oh, where he's holding it in. Yeah, he's yeah. Holding it the in. best that's one is when he like just lands it like, and he's giddy about it. That's what she said. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, we're gonna go. Hey, we're uh, gonna we're gonna go to the second segment. I actually missed a few of the things that I wanted to talk about, just because you know we were. I was telling Gabe about how you and I we we started trading off being late with each other. So I said, "Hey man, yeah. we're going to be late. I'm going to be late." And then then you were late on me being late even though Fashionably. even then you started out being early and that's like typically how we operate with each other. I was early. It's like this, you can't quit, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> so uh we're going to be playing Gabe versus the World today too and uh I think we're going to end up doing that next just because of the time for Jim in case uh in case he's got to go. So uh we'll be doing Gabe versus the World next. And uh, then we'll be moving on from there. Gabe, I think that your news is good this week, too, as opposed to, like, normally, you know? Oh, it is. (laughs) The divers could scarcely believe their eyes. They'd made dozens of exploratory dives in these waters before, each time hoping to find something remarkable, yet always returning to the surface empty-handed. But the incredible object they now beheld could not be taken away by hand or even by a hundred hands. What is it, each wondered? For it answered the description of nothing any of them had ever seen. Big as a bus, one of them thought. They must measure it, so they did. 31 feet long, 10 feet in diameter. An 18-inch watertight hatch in the middle, cigar-shaped, as though somebody had tried to make a Zeppelin out of oak planks four inches thick. That's right, oak. Even more striking was the superb craftsmanship like nothing built today. Well, the answer was obvious. Whatever it was had not been built any recent day. So the coordinates were noted. The mystery was left in its dark resting place while the divers excitedly reported to the Naval Historical Society, Washington, D.C., and the Underwater Archaeological Society. Theories darted about like badminton shuttlecocks. A giant 
buoy of some kind, some said. A target for bomber pilots in training, others suggested. One historian wondered if it might have been a float for one of the massive anti-submarine nets strung across coastal seaports during World War II. But in that case, what would it be doing all the way out there? Military officials had suspicions of their own. Most likely the sunken relic was a paravane, they conjectured, a vital component in a system designed by the United States Navy for dislodging and exposing floating mines. But no, answered naval historians, the object described by the divers and new expeditions to its grave were being planned every day. The object was not a paravane. So what was it? And whose was it? And why was it built? And how did it get there? Well... You're going to learn the rest of the story. Everybody was wrong. For once upon a doomed idea in the middle of World War II, there was an inventor named Michael Tim, T-Y-M. He created in his mind an all-purpose seagoing cargo tank. You could put fuel inside it, he envisioned, or anything that a ship had no room to store, and the ship could then tow it from the stern as it floated just below the surface. Mr. Tim even built a prototype, presented it to the United States Navy. But the Navy rejected it, so the disappointed inventor scuttled his invention and sent it to the bottom, where he believed it would rest undisturbed forever. But in the early 1900s, Michael Tim's creation was rediscovered by recreational divers. And this coming Sunday, May 2nd, 1999, the giant one-of-a-kind curiosity will be moved underwater by a team of dozens of volunteer divers and a fleet of towboats and relocated to a more suitable site for recreational diving exploration. The new home of this remarkable relic will be the bottom of Lake Michigan, just inside the breakwater, a quarter mile from the Chicago shoreline. For Michael Tim's once mysterious underwater archaeological artifact was originally recovered by divers in the old ship turning basin of the Chicago River in 17 feet of water. Now you know the rest of the story. Underwear is for pussies, bro. You're listening to Broken Link Radio. Second segment on Broken Link Radio. Norma's here. Norma, say hi. Hi. And then uh, we've got Jim, Gabe, David's uh, helping with the sound effects. And I want to introduce uh, your opponent here in just a second, Gabe, but we're going to get right to Gabe versus the world. The boom. In a world, in a city, where anything can happen. In a town driven by competition that's powered by violence. All that stands between a city and a disaster is a man, a reluctant soldier, an ex-con, the perfect enemy. They found him near a plane crash. Now, they're about to collide. One bullet at a time. They can't change course, but he doesn't have a choice. His loyalty is to a child. Fighting for everything so pumped up dear. Freedom for family. For keeps. The passion is real. It's everyone's favorite game show on Broken Link Radio. And Zach, Zach, you will be playing against Gabe and Gabe versus the world. Are you ready, Zach? Oh man, I was born I was born ready for this. I was born to feud. I was born to family feud, but I I have a small family. <laughs> I'm alone. 
Um, uh, so here's I, here's what's interesting about Gabriel's the World, Zach, is that uh, originally when we started doing this game, it was supposed to be our our ch- our champion Gabe against everyone in the world that would all comers, right? But I'm not sure that Gabe is all takers. I'm not sure that Gabe has ever won this game. So, um, so we've partnered him with Jim Caterley as well, and so it'll be those two in handicap match against you today. Oh, you can do it, Zach. And Zach, we have one word for you. How deep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, All right, hot. I have two words for you, hot dog. Let's get it on. <laughs> it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> All right, can Zach. we hit the uh, clean my plate music, Brad? Because that makes me hungry. <laughs> that was way more. Uh, that was way more than two words, by the way. I, there was bad counting on my go. part. This is for your two words. It's I fine. Clean it's my fine. Plate. I clean my plate and thank my mother for the food I ate. I clean my plate. Pre-game warm-up. Gentlemen, we wish you a good game, sir. All right. Uh, thank you. Gabe, give me a number between one and ten. Seventy. Oh. <laughs> Seven. All right, there you go. All right. Um, Zach, number between one and ten. Three. All right. The number was seven. Um, so, Gabe, you're going to go first. Wow. You're going to go first. Gabe, tell me in what sport do athletes receive the worst injuries? Hockey. Zach, in what? Soccer. Soccer. All right. Gabe, you scored 13 points. Soccer's not even on the list. The number one answer would have been football. Oh, Zach, you said soccer, yeah, and I said we're going, huh? What? what? No, it's, no, soccer, people be tearing their knees apart. I'm serious. There's the most knee injuries in soccer. Skin in your knee isn't an injury. Well, True, but well, nobody yeah. knows that. Yeah, see, see, <laughs> right. We're, we're, again, this is going on, going on uh, solicited responses, right? So keep that in mind. It's not necessarily the accurate answer. It's what everyone thinks the answer is. Yeah, because yeah. here's what you ought to look at when you're playing Family Feud. Take it from me. I'm an expert. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> Okay, um, right. Zach, you are now to go first. Name something you find <laughs> sand in after a day at the beach. Shoes. Gabe, name something you find sand in after a day at the beach. Zach has the number one answer. I'm going to go with your bag. Gabe, really you nice. scored three points with bag. Zach, you scored 53 points with the number one wow. answer of shoes. Good, good answer. Good Way answer. Go. Good answer. <laughs> See, Jim, there's nothing answer. we can do about that. He took shoes. I thought you were going to say that- bathing suit. All right. No, no. What? No. Yeah, bathing suit would have been the the number two answer. Mm. Jim, you might need you might need you might need to pick up your fellow your fellow <laughs> here. Uh, I don't think Jim's here anymore. Jim, are you still there? I am listening. Oh. Am I supposed to be participating? Yes, it's you and Gabe versus Zach. It's 100% yeah. of your choice. So it's Jim and Gabe versus the world. Right. Yeah, because remember, mm-hmm. Gabe, whenever Gabe plays by himself, he never wins. Nice, Jim. <laughs> uh, not is... allowed to play by my play with myself. All right. <laughs> uh, names. This is for Gabe. Name someone whose phone calls you screen. What a weird way to phrase that. Yeah. Jim, I'm going to say mom. What do you think? By screen, you mean just don't answer? You Well, you may answer or may not, but you intentionally screen their phone calls. 
the top person who you'd screen phone calls from, basically, right? Well, whoever's calling. That's a stupid yeah, I, I, question. This is a Number weird question. I know, and, and it was phrased strangely. Jim but, would say broken link radio. All right. Yeah, that would actually probably be true. Um, so, Jim, Gabe, what's your what's your answer here? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Zach, name You're someone really whose no phone idea. calls you screen. I get- okay, first off, what what psychopath doesn't look at their phone before they pick it up? That doesn't Okay, um who's calling? Uh your boss. Um actually it is not on the list. Uh, However, Zach, you're hmm. still in a healthy lead cuz you have um you can many- down the ball at this point, Zach. Yeah, Zach, you have 53 points just on the last round alone. Gabe, you mm-hmm. are at uh you are at I can't do math right now. Twenty one points with uh, few, drink, few more rounds. Jim. Few more rounds to go. Yeah. Uh, Jim, okay. I'm going to tell you it's looking bleak. We're not going to come back from this. All one. right, Zach. <laughs> Zach, you <laughs> you get, chill up. You guys, you, you guys are always like, <laughs> you guys are always so supportive of each, of each other. Physically, it's weird. Um, <laughs> Zach, you go first now. Name something you squeeze out of a tube. You don't need to do it now. He's reenacting the squeezing of <laughs> some tube. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't squeeze many tubes. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, tube squeezer. Um. Oh. I'll say I'll say yogurt. One of them gogurts for the those little gogurt oh, hitters go-gurts, for the kids. Yeah, yeah you're a Gen Zer. I forgot about that. Jim Gabe, <laughs> yeah. name something you squeeze out of a tube. All right, we're going to say first. I wanted to say kudos on having such quick application of the. That's what she said. Soundbite, <laughs> and hopefully that'll get me more points when we say toothpaste. Dude, the main the main reason little the, oh. main, the main reason David oh. the the main reason David wanted to do the show is so that he could play the that's what she said sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what was your answer, Gabe? I didn't hear you. Toothpaste. Toothpaste. That's real problems because that is for ninety six points oh. and a oh, significant man. Lead. All right. You're uh, done and now. now. And also, Gabe, you and Jim get first dibs on the next one. Are you ready? See, oh. that's what happens when Jim picks my gin up. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, name the kind of a place where someone might say, oh, it's a jungle out there. Freeway? Hmm, freeway? Um, I'm not, that's not an official answer. Right, I'm, right. I'm, I know. We're, we're conferring. We're yeah. huddling up. Yep. Jim, come huddle with me, if you will. <laughs> And I would any Jim, your hand, Jim, your hand doesn't go there in a huddle. A guns and it's fine, Jim. Leave it there. Um, guns and Roses <laughs> concert would not be oh, appropriate. Welcome to the jungle. You can never leave. We're gonna say that our number one answer is Jim. Do you have one? Yeah, he's, uh, Jim said the freeway traffic, <laughs> that sort of thing. No. Oh, is that what we're thinking, Jim? What, what are you like, no, is that what we're thinking? We are going to go with it's a jungle out there. Uh-huh. Traffic on the road freeway, yes. <laughs> All right, that's a weird way to say that. <laughs> Zach, 
Name the kind of a place where someone might say, it's a jungle out there. That's what my family Thanksgiving every year. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's not my answer. Um, I, I would say it's when racist Uncle Donald starts getting dicey at the dinner table at Thanksgiving. That's what I would say. It's a, it's a jungle, man. The liberal grandparents, the conservative dad. Oh, man. It's the... Okay, uh... uh um, kind of a place where someone might say, "Ooh, it's a jungle out there." I would say at like a like a show, uh, almost like a a concert or a show. It's not. It's going poorly. He's going. Guns I don't know. How do I describe that? How do I describe? He's going guns. You're saying you're saying at a special event. Uh, yeah, like a like a comedian at a yeah right. Sure, gotcha. right. Zach, are you trying to say at a grocery store? No, or a mall? Maybe. No, I'm thinking like a comedian bombing a performance. Shenanigans. So I'll say like at a stage, at a show. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, that's for zero. That's for zero points, Zach. The number one answer would have wow. been New York Wall Street. I tried to help you out there, oh. Zach. but that's okay, Brad, Zach. That's okay. Your mom. I know. I know. <laughs> One, two, three, four. What? I was, he One, was looking, two, he was at a loss for words, Gabe. Right. I was just trying to give him what Norma. he was looking for. <laughs> Zach, the game is not over yet. You've got, you scored all your points in one big chunk with 53 points. Literally one round. I've not scored a blessed point in another round. All okay, right. now here's the thing. It is now your first, you get first crack at the next one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Name, oh, no. names, hit, hit. Say, name something that little kids eat that leaves a telltale amount of evidence on their faces. Chocolate. That's your answer, get uh, Zach. You're going with chocolate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> good answer. All right, Gabe. Uh, Gabe, Jim, name something that little kids eat that leaves it a telltale amount of evidence on their faces. Brad, we're gonna Jim. This is right up your wheelhouse. Don't you have like 17 kids? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what gets over their faces? We can't go chocolate. I thought that would be. I thought that would be a good one. <laughs> Um, I would say like either peanut butter and jelly or like a tomato Mm. sauce type thing. Tomato sauce, peanut butter, jelly. What are we thinking, Gabe? We're going with a a tomato sauce. Do those combine or are those separate, Jim? I would say a nice Alfredo (laughs) sauce with clams. With a little bit of peanut butter jelly mixed in. (laughs) Mm. Let's say Jello. You're going with Jello. Jello. That, that, I, have, have you ever eaten Jello? <laughs> what? You kids it's not eat Jello down. Game Jello bounces Wait, off oh, your face. Hold on. I'm with no, that's what he, went with. he said Jello. He said Jello. <laughs> now it's on the board. Well, I, hold on. Oh. I, it sounds like his partner doesn't necessarily have a consensus. So Jim might not. Jim, Jim, Gabe. I do not approve of uh, <laughs> this deviation of. <laughs> Jim, Jim, have you ever looked at somebody and said, Oh, it looks like you've been eating a lot of jello today? What are you? What myself in the mirror, Zach? Have you never said, Oh dear, all this jello I ate earlier? Look at all this jello all over my face. There's a big black jello. I am a messy beast. All right, so I need an answer from you and uh, Jim here. Are we going with jello or tomato sauce, Gabe? We're going tomato sauce, pasta, Jim. Is that what we're doing? Sure. Pasta sauce, Brad. All right, tomato sauce. Non jellified. Tomato sauce is worth a hearty, I get it, seven points. Um, And then, uh, Zach, you have the number one answer with chocolate. 
155 points. Mm -hmm. All right. So you now have 108 points there. Now, how much was jelly, peanut butter, and jelly on there? Not even on there. How much was jello worth? Wasn't there. Oh, zero points. Yeah, we got some weird people then. They didn't so let me romaine lettuce. <laughs> what, like, what, what are we? What kind of answers are we trying to get? Man, this ain't golf, baby. This ain't golf. We ain't trying to get low scores. All right, uh, I think what's the score, Brad? Hit us with the score. We need CPS called on them because they're not letting their kids kill them. <laughs> That's what I'm. <laughs> Zach, you have 108 points right now. You're slightly behind Gabe, who scored 96 in one round. So, uh, mm. this one we need. To... Are we still playing? Yeah, we got Damn, one more. Is this still going? <laughs> Yeah, one more here. Okay. No, hold on. I'm trying to find... Uh, Jim, I'm bored of this game, are Gabe, we? I'm surprised. You know, Gabe, I'm really not surprised that you don't win this game often with answers like Jell-O. Now, this, these, this, are, these are the championship rounds. you got to keep your mind in this. This is, this this is, is like the, Rocky. Hey, Zach, this is like Rocky there, 1. <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm battered. I'm beaten, but I'm still going. Come on, get out of your corner. Let's tap gloves. Let's go. <laughs> Seventh and final. Well, I was just preparing the Jello. If he wants some, I have green. I have orange. I have red, and I have blue. All right, blue's a new it, one. That's for, right. the, that's, butter, that's for the after party, gentlemen. Gentlemen, that's for the after party. All right. Oh yes, G yes, Gabe, Brad, yes. Gabe, Jim, you guys get first crack of the next one. Name a quote-unquote bad habit that doesn't seem so bad to you after all. What? <laughs> <laughs> read, I want you to read it that again, please. Name a quote-unquote bad habit that doesn't seem so bad to you after all. In Gabe. what context? Uh, I mean, it's it's that's how the question. Life. Is like, yeah, like <laughs> name a bad habit that doesn't seem like that bad of a habit to you. Something cracking like knuckles. Helping an old lady w up, across the street. Jim's going with cracking knuckles. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Why does everybody, nobody's giving Norma anything for her bad habit of helping ladies cross the street and I got stuff for Jello? Well, no, I thought they Norma. would be something like you would do. Yeah. Jim, oh, man. Jim that Gabe. is a habit that I do have. So you are right on that one. I don't See? think it would be popular. <laughs> um, bad habit that doesn't seem so bad to you after all. You think cracking knuckles might be it, Jim? I was going to say smoking, but then that really does say sound bad afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just causes death. <laughs> the package says this does cause cancer. I mean, that, that's pretty clearly a bad habit. Yeah, but how does it sound? Different strokes for different folks. It's all yeah. perspective, Zach. All right. Name a bad habit, Gabe Jim, that doesn't seem so bad to you after all. Hoarding, do you think? Jim? Hoarding. Hmm. I'm standing by what I said. Cracking knuckles. We're going with cracking of the knuckles, Brad. All right. Zach. Boy, that only took you 15 minutes. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Zach, um, there, yeah. we, we surveyed 100 people. Somebody mm -hmm. somebody David? did. Uh, mm -hmm. Here's David. Good free, job, David. Fremantle Media, <laughs> Fremantle Media surveyed 100 people in 2019, and they asked those people, name a bad habit that doesn't seem so bad to you. David, you I think cracking this. knuckles has to be the best answer. Like that is, that's oh, got to be the best answer. Um, I mean, I'm I'm thinking like, like chewing on fingernails, something like that, where it's like it's bad, but you ain't, you know, you ain't destroying a life over it. You ain't, right. you know, yeah. dabbling with any dark arts. 
You know, you're not dabbling with the dark cards. You're not, you're not dancing with the devil, chewing your fingernails. You know what right. I'm saying? Sure. So, but it's still bad. Right. I'll say chewing fingernails. Biting fingernails is the number two answer, mm. but it's only worth 12 points. Oh. Oh no. So in the oh, final no. in the final round, Gabe, you and Jim scored three points for cracking knuckles. It's the seventh out of eighth. The number one answer. Oh wow. With smoking cigarettes. People don't think that it's actually that bad. What? This is why. This is my game. Way to, I just way to talk him out of it, Zach. Way to talk him out of it. What was this? The, the 1930s? What where what are we doing? So this game is, what is wrong with you. You have a good Open strategy there, Zach. You almost got me. We've got our judges faithfully working on the numbers right now. Kudos uh, to you, sir. You get Five pots of jello. They are they are doing they are doing <laughs> They're hard, all yellow. They are doing hardcore double the best gun. Double digit arithmetic as we speak. Yellow jello. They are double fisting numbers as we speak. No, double digit. Who, not double listen, who listens to the show? What are we doing? Wait a minute. <laughs> what is going on? Wait a minute, Zach. He's got David adding them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I not good. Well, there's a- I'm going to sue uh, David on behalf of certain states. We've got a yeah, we've got a recount happening Fraudulent. as we speak. It is too close to call. Yeah, David, remember we don't want to count any of the illegal points. We only want to count the legal points. <laughs> there were plenty of illegal points. We got a sponsor. You you got an ad read for me? I can give you an ad read quick. It's, it's funny you say that because we actually are doing ad reads uh, next. Oh really? Yeah. <clears throat> You should. You can listen to it live on Facebook Live. You know, Zach. Oh man, uh, I I'm a, a loyal we'll be, listener. We'll be we'll be cut. We'll be cutting. Uh, we'll be cutting. We'll be cutting live live commercials. Jim, not- Jim and I like to flex our our voiceover skills. We can make one for you, mm-hmm. Zach. Um, what what you say? I'm not gonna lie. I said we can make one for yep. Zach. <laughs> I like how Zach said I'm not gonna lie, and then he stopped talking. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to lie. I listen to Jim Caterley do ad reads for me, like, before I go to bed. I mean, he's, I, I, I remember as, as a kid, he, he had a great voice. Uh, he, had, he had a great voice. So Zach, I'm, Zach. You know what I'm saying? Zach, it's, it's a tear. It's a tear right you, there. Uh, you know, sponsored by Crisco. <laughs> if you need grease. Grease. <laughs> Where I'd get this man a shirt. All right. Um, Zach, you, you scored quite a few points, and they came in big chunks. And you finished with a score of 120. That normally would win the game. But Gabe and Jim were winners with 131 points as we've tallied up the the numbers after seven rounds. Zach, we don't want you to go away forever, but we sure would like you to go away right now. Thank you so much for playing. (laughs) Oh, man. Bye, Zach. You know, it's an honor. This is a dream come true. And uh, I hope to... I hope to tickle the nickel someday. I, I hope I hope oh, we get a taste of the that. championship. <laughs> Come on, dude, let me let me back at it someday. Some sometime we'll have, we'll have a rematch. Thank, thanks, Zach. Have a go on, man. You, Appreciate you it. bring the Jello this time, though. Hey, thank you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right. So, uh, Norm, are you excited cool. to read your ad today? Sure. All right. That's in the next segment. in your car. 
From talking to friends to watching a movie to turning tricks with a coworker. So why should you get out of your car to eat? At Up and Adam, we're from a time when America didn't worry about global warming, cholesterol, or who could vote. Drive into Up and Adam today. Up and Adam, food from when we were morally superior. Italian loafers without socks? Deconstructed linen suit? Something missing? Complete the look. With a flesh-toned sleeveless t-shirt at Vice City's one-stop shop for people who dress for success. Wow, you look like everyone else. Complete the look. I'm here for my appointment, doctor. Count Dracula, when are you going to come in through the door? Oh, forgive me. Now, just because I'm your psychiatrist doesn't mean you can come in here and act crazy. I'm so upset. What's your problem? I'm never satisfied. You need an extra bite. I love an extra bite. Have you tried Baby Ruth? Does she live alone? The candy bar, Count. Baby Ruth is bigger than most other leading candy bars, so you get an extra bite in every bar. But how does it taste? I'm very picky. Mm, delicious. Baby Ruth has lots of fudge and nuts and caramel. Mm, yum! I love that. But, Doctor, this big Baby Ruth must be very expensive. Not at all, Count. You get an extra bite in every bar of Baby Ruth without paying extra. That's amazing. I'll go to the store and get a big bunch of bigger Baby Ruths. Who knows? Maybe I'll stay home tonight. <laughs> Great, Count. Just remember to go out the... The apocalypse is nigh. Cockroaches, Twinkies, and Bob Matthews are all that is left. You're listening to Broken Link Radio. The underdog's neck. Yeah. We devour <laughs> them. Filet them like a out. steak. All right, you're going to need to bring up the commercials. They're in the folder. Jim, do you have your commercials? Oh, not. Uh, you have a commercial. You have a file. Uh, sure, I do. Yeah, you have somewhere. a. Hey, you, you know, have a I text actually, file in your um, in your messages. I actually did a radio commercial. Open this up. All, all, all I did. You won't need the sound effects. What do you want? A metal? <laughs> I should have gotten one actually. <clears throat> For what? Reading a radio commercial? No, I didn't. I did a radio commercial. <laughs> what? That's what I just said. And you're not talking directly into the mic. I did See, a radio all right, all right, commercial. Right, yeah. I wrote the radio do you, commercial. Do you have any idea how difficult it is to get you to even be audible when I when I edit the show? <laughs> it's part of the fun. No, you can move you can move the mic so that it's in the microphone itself and you every have to point cut, at your mouth. Right. But the every time I come down you. here, it's all <laughs> sunk. And right. I don't like this is hard sunk for me to twist. <laughs> I, I'm I'm spell checking your. Uh, well, don't spell check. I'm sorry. Jim can Funk. read. I before you except. I don't season. understand any of that. Well, who spell check the news? I don't understand the rule. Just spell so, check the news. The news. So, Gabe, news. I, I know I know that you and I have been hard at work. Wow, hard at work at uh, at uh, acquiring sponsors for the show, and mm-hmm. so uh, because Jim and I are extremely lazy, we like to actually take the commercials and the ad reads that we do and make them the content on the show. The content. <clears throat> so uh, we're going to take a couple minutes here, and uh, we're going to produce our commercials that we have, um, and uh, we'll go from there. Jim, do you have your do you have your copy in front of you? Because I think you're up first. I do. All right, everyone. And just speaking for the sales <clears throat> department, this is what you get when you sponsor and you work with us advertising here on Broken Leak Radio. All right. All right. All right I'll give you a countdown, Jim. Three, two. Wait, 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 wait. Oh wait. boy. 
Should we have music? Uh, David. Uh, yeah, add music. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, give me. You or like know, some kind of like uh, soap opera, eighties soap opera music or eighties soap um, opera music. Something like uh, sensual. Okay. Right. Ooh. <clears throat> How about the theme song to All My Children? Circa of the late eighties. I can I can hum that for you right now. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Do you want me to? I don't see why not. <laughs> why would you throw that out there if you're not going to do it? <laughs> Is that one of those soundtracks? You all right, we're gonna. Uh, all right, production is starting here. I'm gonna get your music oh, queued geez. up. He's so you're so no. no I sent one. Over I know. No right. fun, Brad. <laughs> all right, NFB. All right, ready? Ready. If you're anything like me, <laughs> beautiful. One, one of the worst parts of your day is what we call the never-ending wait. Well, those days are over. Now introducing Jim Caterley's Wipe Away, a new form of toilet paper that contains an acidic solution that will dissolve and solve all your problems. You'll be fresh. <laughs> clean and raw for the rest of your day when you feel the burn <laughs> you'll know it's working Jim Kitterly's wipe away Jim, Jim I think that was, was a, so uh, hard to get through <laughs> Jim <laughs> Jim I like where you're going Dude, that was perfect music. <laughs> <laughs> Who found that? Who found that music? Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> oh. All right. I, I like. Oh. Uh, you think you could try get a clean water? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. All right. You know me when I start laughing. Yeah, I know. Here you go. One more. <clears throat> one more take, Jim. You ready? <clears throat> I think so. <clears throat> take two. All right. What? If you're anything like me. One of the worst parts of your day is what we call the never-ending wipe. Well, those days are over. Now introducing Jim Caterley's Wipe Away. A new form of toilet paper that contains an acidic solution. (laughs) That would dissolve and solve all your problems. You'll be feeling fresh, clean, and raw for the rest of your day. When you feel the burn, you'll know it's working. (laughs) oh man all right yeah i think i think just with the two takes we've got you know we've got enough for safety jim okay oh man oh boy do you get music too (laughs) i yeah but i don't know where i don't know what music to get for this one Um, here i have some for you okay almost use the same one i think you and i have to switch there i put that one in there as one I'm switching with David right now. Dave, can you uh, I'll David. find a music for my next Hello, one, David. so don't tell me what it is. <laughs> yeah, Jim, if you uh, if you look up sensual theme instrumental, that was my number one. Uh, that was my number one, <laughs> number one hit. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I didn't even know that that song, like, I had no idea that was going to be the song. Oh, yeah. that, hold on. I, I made a mistake. Uh, yeah. I took my headsets anyway. Hold on. Uh, yeah. All right. 
I got the. I just put on the wrong headset. I can't hear myself. Am I just looking? Am up? I going deaf? Can you yes. hear everything what? in this? A little bit, but not much. Oh well, you should have told me. Oh, David and I are both fine. talking silently now, yeah. so he I didn't have. Going to... I didn't have David's. Poor David, he's doing the sound and he's got his headset, like his head um, set. Just don't tell me what it is. Just tell me. Let's when use you're that last ready. one. Just add David. Use that last one. I think would be really good. Search for music. All right, listen, hold on, Dave. Just search for music that you think would be appropriate for this voiceover. Don't tell me what it is, and then Jim will give me a countdown, <laughs> and I'll start reading. I'll start writing. I'll start reading my copy. Okay. <laughs> oh man how will i know when he's ready he'll tell me when he's ready and then you'll tell how me will i know <laughs> oh my I god mean, i don't know what it's gonna be like see with we're... reads with reads like that jim there's no way Who that we're enemies like the, the, the sky is the limit for for the <laughs> amount of ad revenue we're gonna make we've just sold 14 ads based off of those reads alone <laughs> All right. Thank you. Sure. David is telling me he's ready. So, Jim, so you just give me a countdown so we can get this thing okay. going. And then, David, after the countdown, you start the music for the ad read. Are you ready? Is Brad ready? I know you know I can't read. So, in three, two, one. I don't know about you, but my feminine hygiene is of the utmost importance to myself. That's why I eat at least one probiotic yogurt a day. But, I only use a brand that I can trust. A brand that I know will only use the best of whole natural ingredients. <laughs> I wouldn't trust the scent of my vagina to just any old corporation. That's why I choose Fabulous. <laughs> Imagine a yogurt that comes with all the delicious benefits of a food that also promotes the wellness of my very own vagina. All of this comes in three new exciting flavors. Fish taco, sweet and sour, and white cream. <laughs> Get on your way to a healthier vagina today with Vagilus-ness. Yes. I think Good I'm gonna music choice. <laughs> I think I'm gonna need another take on that one. You got me with that music. Yeah, one, dude. <laughs> I we, didn't know how the music was. The last be. time we did this, we didn't do the music. <laughs> yeah, that la- that music is like that. Ma- that music will break you completely. Right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Oh. Oh man. Hold on, I'm caught up here. That was actually the kind of music I was going for. All right, I'm gonna need another countdown here, Jim. Uh, All right. David's ready with the music. Brad, you ready? Yep. In three, two, one. I don't know about you, but my feminine hygiene is of the utmost importance to myself. That is why I eat at least one probiotic yogurt a day. But I only use a brand that I can trust. A brand that I will know that I know will only use the best of whole natural ingredients. I wouldn't trust the scent of my vagina to just any old corporation. That's why I choose Vagilousness. Imagine a yogurt that comes with all the delicious benefits of a food that also promotes the wellness of my very own vagina. All this comes in three new and exciting flavors. Fish taco, sweet and sour, <laughs> and white cream. Get on your way to a healthier vagina today with vagulousness. That was a bit harsh with the music. <laughs> I'm thinking I should have pre-read this ad. Oh. Oh, man. All right. Now, um, you, we got to... Normal, we need to get... Um, oh, yeah. I, uh, I hold on. <laughs> Jim, I'm going to confer with with David right now as, in terms of the music choice. So just hang on one second, okay? Okay, okay. <sighs> so, Gabriel, how was your day? 
My day was fantastic. Talking about the weather again. We're talking about their day. <laughs> the weather was ninety degrees. What was it like out where you were? Well, Holy the weather smokes. outside is frightening. My day was very cold. You might say the opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, it's almost like there's a polarity. Boo! And then you came on this show to perform hilarity. You know, I, I know I said this last time, but I need to give Gabe, Gabe uh, never give Gabe credit. I need to give David credit for using this microphone. It's probably the lowest quality microphone of, of the four that we have. And it's incredibly difficult to have good mic technique on it. And like whenever I'm over here on it, I always feel bad for him. Uh, good job, David. But if it's all he knows, then. Uh... Yeah. I, yeah. He doesn't know how good I have it. You know, hi. Uh, Okay. Oh, hold on. Yeah, don't. David, would you like to talk about the weather with Jim and I as a special treat? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're we're having we're having we're having technical difficulties with Norma's ad read. Hold on one second. Just Jim, have you tried Jello? I'll fade this. That was a good one, Gabe. Jello bounces right off your face. <laughs> it gets all over. I'll, you I'll guys never, you, you, you guys never had Jello stained kids so, growing up. Just no, no, it doesn't even matter. Oh. No. Okay. I know that that Bill Cosby tried to get me to buy the jigglers. <laughs> that's the that pudding jigglers. All right. Yeah, that's the <laughs> Norma. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. You ready? Three, two, one. Professor. <laughs> Why is that doing that? <laughs> what the, uh, what's that? <laughs> Uh, that wasn't me. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll take that again. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Three, Please two, go. one, go. Andrew has Little League. Greta has swimming. James has tuba lessons. When am I ever going to get out of this house? Probably never. Luckily for me, Father Times Jigolo <laughs> service and sitters could be just what I need. Time away from the family and more time for mama. I could spend oh more time with my girlfriends, go to the doctor's office, or even take my husband out to a show. But why bother when I could be calling some side man to get the job done just the way I want? Thanks to Father Time's Gigolo Service and Sitters, every night can be the best weekend you've ever had. I'm so creeped out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dying with the professor. Who thing. typed this copy up? Uh, that uh, somebody you know? Yeah, I figured. Uh, okay. <laughs> you All notice right. how I don't need a second take, Gabe? Oh my god! <laughs> oh jeez! You notice uh, that? I, I cried a little bit. I cried a little bit. <laughs> yes. You brought us to tears. You know what's you bad. You know me. what's bad when you're laughing at your own jokes that hard. Yeah. Um, I need. Uh, you know what we'll need for this one, Jim. We'll need uh, some like farmer hillbilly music for this next one. Right. <clears throat> I'm already wanting to buy this product. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought if that I, was the People's Court theme song for a minute. Uh, for a yeah, little bit. It yeah. Sounded like it right at the. Beginning. I think that's actually very like it. I, uh, I think that's actually we accidentally stumbled on the old Don and Mike porno music for that one. I think that's the one. I think that's specifically the song they used to play for the stereotypical porno music. Do not tell Sony. Oh yeah, I know, right? They probably already do this. <clears throat> uh, it is down right now. Yeah, yeah. So for real, 
No, 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 no. I'm, so, I'm communicating to David. He's trying to figure out whether or not oh, whatever he's playing. I thought they is... took the video off already. Oh, so we are still on live uh, Facebook Live then, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Hello, you scumbags. Do Jim and I a favor while they get the music together for the next <clears throat> reading. All right, you ready? Go ahead. Type in the Jim. Jim, weather and oh, you're ready. We're ready. We're ready. To go. <laughs> Jim, go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one. Oh, there's me, there's vocals on this one. I put you got to put, I put instrumental. instrumental. <sighs> all right, hold on. We we're having all kinds of technical. Oh. Jim, this music thing is really kind of. I, I, I mean, it's brilliant and got, and a pain in the ass at the same time. I got some yeah. question. Next time we'll have it ready. Uh, you what? It's got a questionable thumbnail, but uh, all right. It's all right, scumbags. While well, they get that music, go ahead and type in what degree weather <laughs> your residence is in right now. All right. We want to know about the weather where you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm gonna give myself a countdown. Your three. Two, one. Let's face it, the price of beef is only getting bigger, and the socialistic economic collapse of America is imminent. If there's a place for your if there's a place in your freezer for a wild Mustang or burrow, and your family is really hungry, come to Ig- Ingalls Park on Nork in Norco. Oh god, here we go. Let's try that again. Sorry about that. You don't need to stop the music. Right. I stopped the music. Take two Brad Hillbilly jingle. <clears throat> Let's face it, the price of beef is only going up, and it's getting bigger and bigger with every day. The socialistic economic collapse of America is imminent, and we're all going to suffer for it. If there's a if there's place in your freezer for a wild Mustang or a burro, and your family is really hungry, come to Ig- Ingalls Park in Norco this Saturday and Sunday. The Bureau of Land Management will offer 80 wild horses and 20 wild burros to qualified families through this adopt-a-horse-or-burrow program. Let's just keep things quiet when you get there, okay? We all know why you're really coming out. These beautiful mustangs and burros were gathered from public lands in California, and they're in excellent health. They arrive at the park around noon on Friday and will be available for public viewing. (laughs) Mustangs are renowned for their strength, speed, gamey taste, and endurance. Burros make excellent pets, companion animals, and a delicious side dish. They tend to crap everywhere, so they're better off slaughtered anyways if you ask me. All fees are paid in cash and are absolutely not eligible for refunds at any time. Don't miss out on a meal of a lifetime. For more information, call 800-746-6373. That's 800-746-6373. Yeehaw! <laughs> Who's that? Fiddle. We're going to have to head mm. out there and get some burrow and wild burrow. horses. <laughs> we should call that phone number, see what happens. Maybe not. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I'm looking for music for you on this one, Jim. And then I'm also Something, switching. Something uh, urban, perhaps? Yeah, that's what it is. See, this is where simpatico. Simpatico. Mucho simpatico. The emblad are mucho simpatico, man. Italian lessons Some with Jim Gator. Don, man. Bob Marley used to play. You know I like them? how Jim has his music preference for his ad. <clears throat> well, he's got it all. I'm a man out. who knows what he wants. <laughs> he the the funny thing about him is that's the first thing that he thought about when he saw this copy. Whereas I never even thought about it once. <clears throat> I love you, Brad. <laughs> this is simpatico. Simpatico. St. Patrick's Day. Ooh, that's coming around the corner, Jim. Are right. you lady doing anything special? <clears throat> Jim, I will be ready to give you a countdown when you're ready, sir. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
I think I'm, I'm, Gabe, I'm ready. You have no. no idea what it's like to sit next to this man every weekend. He, he just, loves it. <laughs> just, I hear every organ in Jim's body rumble, <laughs> shake, squeak, squirk. It's Even amazing. Even the spleen. <laughs> All right, Jim. Ready? Three? Yeah. Two, one. How do kids get alcohol? It's an age-old question. I know that when I was nine, catching a quick midday buzz was not impossible. Thanks to creepyuncles.com, our children will never have to know the struggle of what I went through in the 90s. Talk with your kids and let them know where, when, and how to find a legal age creeper. Purchase them a low-shelf selection of wines, spirits, and malt liquor from random convenience stores. (laughs) All they will need is their parents' credit card numbers and access to the internet. And what poor child in America don't have those things in those days? Creepyuncles.com, your 24-7 source for illicit underage drinking. You nailed that one, Jim. Good job. That was uh, sick. It was sick, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, I blew one of the words, but whatever. So when are these ads going to actually be on the the show? Good question. (laughs) Oh, you mean they just were? Once they're approved by the sponsors. They just were. Okay. Yeah. I count... We don't need pre-approval by the sponsors. Norma was all about Im- immediately eliminating suspension of disbelief there. Just, just wanted to just crush it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say last week, Gabe? He said, you just can't behave, can you? Yeah. Well, that was, that, was on a, that was on on prep. Yeah, Jim, I did an on prep show. I did an on prep show with Gabe and Norma, right? Now right. the whole concept is unprepped is we don't prep anything, we just BS and I you know, I don't I don't have any kind of you think I'm foul mouthed normally, like I don't have any restrictions when it comes to language, but a pro- like saying inappropriate things is still whether you're swearing or not is still saying something inappropriate. I had to actually <laughs> edit Norma out of parts of an <laughs> uncensored podcast he last week. He set me up, Jim. Oh my god. It's ridiculous. He's, he's, it's he did. Too far. He set me up. It's kinda like the removing the dining room table you're out not of the talking dining room in thing. the microphone. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, it's not like, like that the di- argument. Jim's back with me on the dining room table. Thing. No, he isn't. Jim, what the dining room table? Where <laughs> have you changed your opinion after after you and I hashed it out? Well, we talked about some details, but didn't <sighs> change, we didn't talk about like changing the overall. So you're still in support of, of eliminating. No, the I dining told you table. that on Sunday. I told you I still I'm still with her on taking out the table and making it. <laughs> yes. Making it like an addendum to the living room, right? There you if go. The yes. is running out of room. Sure. Why use a dining room for dining if you don't dine in there? Right. Exactly, Jim. Right. Thank you. Right. But, Thank you. but, but I understand the side. It, it is a side argument and it, and it's also part of the argument. I get it. But, right. Like the points that you made are also valid. Like, like the, the elimination the of the stuff. Yeah. You, the elimination of the dining room table does not eliminate the problem. It eliminates the dining room table. The problem. Is that the dining room table is in my way. (laughs) Jim, good evening. What's up? Jim, is the answer... Oh, has has the trivia been answered? Man. Yeah, what do you think this is? Bob Matthews Show. (laughs) I don't have any good callers today. Jim, do you prefer uh, batting with your left or your right hand? I don't remember. 
Well, what about throwing? You throw with your right or your left? I bat left-handed. I throw with my right hand. That's do you epic. wear that? Do you wear that handsome uh, anti-glare crap on your face? The lipstick. Right. It's always been black lipstick under my eyebrows. I'd be interested in hearing about your personal life, Jim. Not gonna lie. I'm married. It's awesome. <laughs> Jim Caterley, you're on the Jim Tomei show. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm choking on my water. <laughs> I'm married to baseball. <laughs> I have more than 500 home runs. It's pretty <clears throat> epic. Epic! Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, hey. Jim. What's up? No, not you. Jim. Yes. Do you hear the show? Do you hear the show right now? I am thoroughly confused. All I know is that every time you disappear, bad things happen. This is the worst radio I've heard in a really long time. I I know. I know. Like I said, every time you just... I was Stoner Brad a couple weeks ago. I I don't think you're allowed to leave the studio again. Jim Tomei, Jim is supposed to be hosting the show. This is the Jim Tomei show on CBS Sports Radio. He's doing it again. It's wrong. He's doing it. I don't like this. Jim, come over here for a second. What are we going to do about this? Come over here for a second. All right, I'm coming. I'm... All right. All right, dude. All right, dude. Check this out. You go on the right side. I'll go on the left side. And I'll hit him with a chair. Well, he he bats he bats left handed, so you you should be on. The, in the, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit him with the chair on the ba- on the back. On the, uh, so I'm going on the left side. You're going on the right side. Uh, yeah, or yeah. Or do you want to switch it up? That's fine. That's fine. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Let's let's do it. All right, you're listening, Jim Tomei show. CBS. He's. Would you just stop with the CBS Sports Radio? We all know you don't have any affiliates anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on, guys? You're on the Jim Tomei show. All right, ready? Three, two, one. All right, he's out. Not for long. (laughs) I have a bad feeling about... We're going to have to evacuate another body in the studio. We need a cleanup crew in here. We got to start laying down sheets when we <laughs> when we have guests. <laughs> Did you ever see that scene in uh, in in Boondock Saints? Boondock Saints. I haven't seen that in probably about fifteen years. Oh, you haven't seen that movie in that long? Uh, probably pretty close. Is Boondock Saints even fifteen years old? I think you just made that up. I don't know, something like that. It seems like fifteen years. Yeah, late nineties. So, uh, yeah, that was the worst radio I think I've ever heard in my life. Well, thankfully you're back. Well, the thing is, is I thought that we could set you up with a nice guest. You could talk about his long and illustrious baseball career, you right. know. And he well, comes in here, and, and he's doing, <laughs> he's doing a bad Jim Rome impression. Yeah, the the problem with with that whole thing was that Jim Rome thoroughly confuses me. <laughs> um, he makes me laugh a lot, as you probably noticed, but he. Uh, I'm confused. I'm I'm perplexed. And the worst part is that the Jim Tomei seems to be confused because he's for some reason thought that 
once you put a microphone in front of his face that he becomes Jim Rome and he does the Jim Tomei show as Jim Rome. Right. And the more perple- the most perplexing part is that there's no such thing as the Jim Tomei show. Yeah, well, well, see, some people in our audience may have interpreted that as Jim Rome was in here impersonating Jim Tomei. <laughs> now, you know what? You're right. Now I'm confused. I know. Oh, we got to get the break, Jim. All right. really confused about Jim Tomei. He is never coming back on the show again. Yeah, I don't think we should. I mean, what made you decide to bring him on anyways? Well, Jim Tomei is a really fascinating baseball player. He hit he hit a zillion home runs. He played in a really interesting time in baseball history. He's still relatively recently retired. He's just really, he's played on a bunch of really great teams. Uh, the 1995 and 1997 Cleveland Indians are fascinating teams. But I for some reason, he just has this aspiration of becoming Jim Rome. <laughs> don't we all, though? I don't know. It's such an odd... I don't even think Tomei's a Jewish name. I have no idea. Get on the Patreon, scumbags. You're listening to Broken Link Radio. segment on Brooklink Radio. Uh, we can get to the news in a second, but I wanted to say that um, I've noticed um, I was complaining earlier, Jim, to Gabe about how I hadn't received any schoolwork in two weeks, but I've but sure. now I'm now I'm in the habit of reading two books a day. So, but, but what that does to me mm-hmm. is that it makes me I don't know if this happens to you, but does the act of reading make you sleepy? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, it depends if you're hungry, not hungry, if you're full, if it's nighttime, if it's morning, oh, oh you're talking. There's you're, so many variables. Oh, you're talk- yeah, well, I'm talking about like ten o'clock in the morning, just reading. Well, I will by the time I'm by the time I'm done. Oh, by the time it gets to be about noon, I'm about yeah. wiped out. I'm ready to. We're old dudes now, so anything does that to us. <laughs> like you're, you're focusing your energy and your concentration on one little thing, and it's almost more exhausting to force your body to do that. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gabe, you ready for the news, buddy? Listen to you guys. Yes, Brad, I'm ready for your news and nonsense for today. Bull! Scumbags, I hope you're ready for some news as we discussed off air. Mommy news and daddy news to have (laughs) gotten together, had their dinner, gotten together, and are ready to go. First story. From their loins, out of cbsnews.com, in Seattle, Washington, the angel of death 
can shove it right up his own arse. A hiker who was being lost overnight in a whiteout in Mount Rainier National Park, Rainier National Park, excuse me, has been brought back to life after what his medical team is calling an amazing recovery. The Seattle Times reports that 45-year-old Michael Kapnicki of Woodenville, quote, died in the emergency room at Harborview Medical Center after being airlifted off the mountains last Sunday. He had a pulse when he arrived at the hospital. <laughs> But soon his heart stopped, said Dr. Janelle Badugak. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> one of the first people to start He's treating dead. him. The medical team reported, repeatedly performed CPR and hooked him up to an extracorporeal membrane oh, oxygenization oh. machine, ECMO, for those who know, <laughs> which pumped blood out of his body into a heart-lung machine that removes carbon dioxide. And then back into the <laughs> His heart remained stopped for 45 minutes after the doctors restarted it. The medical team spent the night beside him to make sure he continued to stabilize. Two days later, Knipsky woke up. Trauma nurse. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Jim, I think we're losing the patient. Jim. If you mean our audience, Brad, I think you're right. <laughs> Trauma nurse Whitney Holland was there and said the first thing he wanted was to call. Oh, his there he family. goes. There he goes. Wow. Oh, we lost him again. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> Gabe, did you? Did. Next? <laughs> no, I'm here. There we are. All right. Oh, Shut up another room for the good guys, Brad. I was... Next. From Euronews out of Berlin, Germany. Germany is considered to be the party capitals of Europe. Really, the city's nightclubs are famous for throwing some sort of the most extreme parties on the continents. Germany is also either the birthplace or one of the primary producers of many genres of electric dance music, or electronic dance music, or EDM. As I'm listening to the time in Spockets, baby, dance. <laughs> Dude, I've just found some electronic German music. <laughs> Kraftwerk famously pioneered what came to be called Krautrock, while Trance, EBM, and in- among others, also owe much different forms to German musicians. EDM is ridiculously popular late millennials because their parents never had the heart to tell their children that they were retarded. Some people go so far to refuse to call EDM music at all. The FH, the German... No, Why he, do you take so many done with this? David, are we done with this? No, no, you're not, not done. That was an in, 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 inadvertent uh, next. You paused for like 10 seconds. <laughs> he was enjoying the music. He's enjoying the Nazi national anthem. <laughs> BFH, the German Federal Fiscal Court, has officially ruled that EDM, more specifically of techno and house varieties, 
is music. The decision came after German club owners filed for legal clarification on what should legally be considered music, wrote German news outlet The Local. This do not simply play DJs, excuse me, do not simply play sound carriers composed by others, but they perform their own pieces of making music using instruments in the broadest sense to create sound sequences with their own character. Jim, the do you cor- concur to this, uh, to this assessment that EDM is music? I do not uh, concur that it is music. Okay. I'm- Jim Caterley. <laughs> <laughs> the court ruled according to Euro News. <laughs> of course, Germans have been known to be wrong on occasion. Like when? (laughs) (laughs) Next from CBSNews.com out of Moscow, Russia. Further evidence that gun control wouldn't work anyway. The Sausage King was killed with a crossbow in his sauna (laughs) after masked robbers broke into his home, investigators say Monday. Gabe, I thought you were summoning me. (laughs) <laughs> this would be the Russian sausage king. How embarrassing. Different sausage king. <laughs> How embarrassing. It happens to all of us. The man and his wife were in their banya, a traditional Russian sauna, outside Moscow when several masked men entered, tied them up, and demanded that they give up the money kept in their home. They have no money. Please leave. <laughs> The wife managed to get free and alert police. Oh my God! While inspecting the scene, investigators seized the crossbow, and the man was shot with it. Added, I have crossbow. I will shoot you in the eye. <laughs> Dude, is, FPS rush has really gotten out of hand. Hey, uh, the, uh, do you think he used a crossbow from Heretic, Jim? <laughs> I didn't think Russians had a crossbows. That seems like such a dude. I love the idea of robbing someone's house with a goddamn crossbow. <laughs> it's, it's I had like, a crossbow for my hunter in World of Warcraft. It's like Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, dude. Have you seen? Uh, have you ever seen any of those like YouTube channels where they? Uh, I, well, actually, we talked about this. You uh, didn't? I send you like the guy that had a medieval ballista or something. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I need one of those, man. That that you make one, dude. You have, then, you have all this time on your hands. And then we should, uh, then we should rob houses in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> the robbers escaped in the victim's car. Maybe we can find one of those Fabergé eggs. <laughs> in Istra, a town west of Moscow. <laughs> Give me all your Russian nesting dolls, <laughs> I will, <laughs> and no one gets hurt. <laughs> I will splash the pot if I feel like it. Hide in abandoned (laughs) missile silo. (laughs) (laughs) One suspect was arrested Monday evening, Russian news agencies reported. The committee which probes major crimes did not blame the victim. Excuse me, that is a horrible typo. Did not name the victim, but Russian media widely reported that it was Vladimir Morogov. Vladimir Morogov? I knew it was him. He stole my woman. Meat processing factories and is known as the Sausage King. <laughs> Jim, there's a challenger to your throne. Burrow and wild horse sausage. Anytime, any place, buddy, bring it. There was a challenger to your throne, Jim. What was well, that? <laughs> Next. 
Jim, we know you love these stories. Speaking of you, Jim. From metro.co.uk. Out of, we'll just say London, Jim, in the UK. Boy. Doctors moved a, a removed a seven point inch toothbrush from a patient fearing that leaving it any longer could have been fatal. The patient, 39, whose name has been withheld, was brushing his teeth last week when it slipped. Hold on. English people don't brush their teeth. Right. That's a, this is fake news. Fake news. Their Good teeth? catch. Their teeth? He was rushed to a nearby health clinic, which quickly referred him to a hospital more than 80 miles away. Hold on a second here, Gabe. Let me explain something here. Yeah, no, I can't spell. I'm okay with that. You know? You you can't speak either. You said teeth. (laughs) Teeth. (laughs) Go ahead, Gabe. Sorry. I'm like, what what, what did I read? Oh, did I say teeth? Because I say teeth so long, actually. (laughs) In X-ray... And further tests couldn't locate the brush in the man's throat, leading doctors to conclude it was in his stomach. A minor operation was performed a short time later, and the brush was removed. You're listening to the international version of Broken Link Radio News. The man remained in hospital when he recovered and was discharged a few days later. Dr. Bonney, Bonney, Tying, a senior surgeon at Bakin Pertin. General Hospital in Pradesh, India said the patient was taken to a private hospital in Hazigat. From there, <laughs> Gabe, what did you say his name was? Taying. His name is Dr. Bonmi Taying. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Indian, dude. He's Indian. He was referred to oh, our hospital, oh, the ENT surgeon. <laughs> Retract yes, that. He's, in, he's Indian. <laughs> Hold on a second. Jim, how do you he's come He's from the- Pradesh, India. Oh, it says he's from Pradesh, <laughs> India? Whoops. Yeah. Yes, at the Balkan Pertin <clears throat> General Hospital in Pradesh, India. And he was moved to a private hospital in. in so I was right. I was, from patient's <laughs> I was right. <laughs> Uh, it was it wasn't a British person because a British person would have been brushing the, wouldn't have been brushing their teeth. It was an a- an Indian person. It was very good thing that I was reincarnated as dentist. Well, it says I'm good. It was just reported in the UK. Um, the ENT surgeon of our hospital investigated the patient and planned to conduct an esophagy. Esophagy. Let's es- try that one again. <laughs> esophagy. <laughs> While I checked the patient at around 6 p.m., Brad, why would you put in so much a word that I cannot pronounce? The <laughs> esophagoscopy. What'd you say? Procedure. You can't. Say, you can't say that. <laughs> procedure was concluded on September that, the 16th. What, hold on. What's the name of this procedure? Esophagoscopy. Esophagoscopy. You too. Esophagoscopy. <laughs> say it again. Procedure was conducted on procedure? September the 16th morning, but the toothbrush couldn't be found in the esophagus. Did he have this toothbrush up his butt? The muscular no, tube connecting the... Sw- he accidentally swallowed it while he's brushing his teeth. Well, where'd it go? It's not in, in his, his stomach. Stom- no, it was in his stomach. It wasn't in his throat. So, like, they couldn't find it in his, uh. in his like, trachea or his esophagus. Oh. It went. It made it to his stomach, so he wasn't even in pain when he got to the hospital. Wow! But if he tried to crap it out, he probably would have bled to death. 
Ow. Yeah, so basically the tube uh, the connecting the pharynx to the throat with the stomach meant that the toothbrush couldn't have entered the stomach. Uh, Dr. Tain uh, added that the patient was not feeling any pain after, after ingesting the toothbrush and was experiencing only minor discomfort in his upper abdomen. He said, as the toothbrush couldn't be detected in the x-ray, I then decided to conduct an exploratory laparotomy process under general anesthesia at the same sitting. The brush could be easily felt in the stomach and was removed through a small incision in the stomach. This procedure took only about 30 minutes. Ugh, that's disgusting. Can't do it. (laughs) Oi, yeah, I put the toothbrush up me bum. (laughs) Got a problem with that. It feels good. (laughs) It feels good, mate. I'm playing some sweaty gameplay. And he got me a toothbrush up me bum. (laughs) (laughs) And I like it. I'm not ashamed. (laughs) Next. (laughs) And Brad, that is your news and nonsense Uh, for today. Thanks, Gabe. So uh, not only were there large technical terms in there, but also I can't spell regular words. So (laughs) sorry about that, Gabe. What else didn't we cover, David? Oh, I don't have my prep sheet because David's over at where it's I'm normally David's sitting. birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. David's so birthday. this kid over well, here. Happy birthday, David. This kid over here will no longer be a minor in how many days? Eight days? Nine days? Five. Five days. Yeah. So Five ladies, days. if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Single and ready to mingle. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And his name is David. Unmarried and ready to tarry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For all those on the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, uh, when it comes time for you to date someone as an adult, okay, what's your uh, what's your ideal first date? I have not thought about that. Yeah, I don't know. Why aren't you thinking about it? That's a question. Uh, no, I don't think about the date. Why? Well, I don't know. Well, you need a battle. Well, Jim, forwarding to the good stuff. I hear you, David. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> Jim, uh, you're you're a successfully married person. How, what what was your game plan? On the, the jury's still out. But, yeah. <laughs> Well, well, you had to have had a good plan for the first day, right? So let's walk us through, in generalities, like, what are some necessities to having a good first date when you're trying to get married? (laughs) When you're trying to get married? Well, because you got Um, married, you got married very young also. Like, well, how old were you? 20? I was 20, yeah. Dang, dude, that's crazy. I was 20, yeah. Dude, Um, writing for the kill, Dude, by the time I was 20, I still hadn't even had a drink ever. That's crazy. You mean you have by (laughs) now? What? You have already by now? Yeah. I'm saying, like, I hadn't even had, like, a lot of people have already had some sort of alcohol by the time they're 18 or so. Not me. Jim was, he, drink, he drinks every, Jim, every what Thursday. What I'm saying is, the, Jim, was, <laughs> Jim was married and starting a family before I had even had any alcohol in my life. Jim. That's crazy. Yeah, but we've Normal. already determined that Jim's been a bad boy. So, since so David. Jim, Jim, I know that I know that David's looking I, for I it. So me water out, sorry. <laughs> I did. Do you, did you start, did you go out on your first date with a toothbrush up your ass? That's number one. <laughs> was that well, part of the battle obviously. plan? Obviously. Sure. That was a matter Our of women confidence. Women love that. Uh, you got to build confidence, right? Women love that. All right. Well, yeah, it's like liquid courage, but it's it's a, a different way of approaching it. Tomorrow's Mickey Mouse's birthday. Wow. What? Tomorrow is Mickey Mouse's birthday. Jim, remind me that I need to get a car crash. Kill the show. Yeah, I, I need a car crash sound, and I need get the to one add before Mick. Mo- well, get the one before Mick Foley's sound. Yeah, the, well, you need the tire squealing. You need the- Listen, Jim. 
Or a train wreck crashing into a car. Wait a minute. M I C K E Y M O U S E is much better than O B E D I E N C E. Are you making insider jokes on a podcast? No. Like Obsidian the Mineral? Uh, Obedience. There was obedience. Yeah, I know. Well, Gabe Gabe doesn't get it. But no, Gabe wouldn't get it. Nobody else would I get it either. Smell. Jim gets it. Yeah, but Jim Jim's trying to like again. <laughs> Anyways, Jim. Jim. So if you were to if you were to give uh David here some uh some some advice on how on how to get get in with the ladies, where where does he start? You mean literally or <laughs> um what is he doing? What's is he? Is he? What, is he what, what, what does doing? that mean? What are you doing? What are you? Yeah, is he? Doing? Is there a lady he has in mind? Oh is he, man, is, is there he a lady? starting the dating journey? Well, I mean, he's a seventeen-year-old. Oh, he's seventeen-year-old if... kid. So, what lady isn't in his mind? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> are you crashing and burning right now, David? Oh, no. I think that's what Jim's asking. Oh yeah. Well, what does that mean by crashing and burning? How many times have you struck an out so far? Is uh, what we're zero. saying. <laughs> so you're batting zero either way, right? Yep. There you go. I've got a perfect record. <laughs> there you go. It's only up from here. Undefeated. Undefeated. So, so uh, my plan here's here was my plan for this is my first date ever. My or my general plan for any first date is what I should say. Uh, you go, um, you go for a walk, right? You, you get a you get a nice walk in, then you sit down on the bench, and then you talk. Okay. Then you, you get, then you, you didn't talk, but and during the entire walk. <laughs> <laughs> no, David, it's very important. <laughs> Complete and absolute silence. <laughs> Just the, the aesthetic. You got to build the anticipation. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> then, then. Then she knows you can walk and talk. <laughs> <laughs> Just not simultaneously. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then that's after the walk and after the talk, that's when you have the meal. Cause now you're already comfortable. See what happens is people jump right to the meal and then the meal is awkward. Cause you guys haven't really like gone back and forth a little bit. Right. And it's like super formal. So the walk and the talk is important before the meal. Jim, not only that, Brad, how do you likes, feel about that, Brad likes the walk and the talk first, because if he had the meal first, he wouldn't make it through the walk and the <laughs> that's talk. That's probably without true. Yeah. Without crapping himself. <laughs> <laughs> The other, the other, uh, the other, the other advice I, I got from my mentor Adam about women was to never trust a fart on a date. All right, yeah. <laughs> never think you're going to get away with it. Either, oh, that's a either good one, David. E- listen up. Either, <laughs> so I think that's kind of like um, redundant because what I don't think there's anyone that really thinks that's a good idea on a first date. Brad I mean, does to try to slip a fart in, Jim. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to be with a girl for a solid year before uh-huh. you're only human. Sometimes these things happen, Jim. Uh, not referring to anyone in your life in particular, but how long before using the bathroom doesn't involve a door anymore? How long does that go? Because I, because I have always been big about making sure that the bathroom door is shut whenever the bathroom is being used. But I've noticed that not everyone feels that way, and it's hard for me to wrap my head around. <laughs> Yeah, he's talking about me. At Sorry, one point, at what, like, how long into the relationship before people are are defecating? So number near each one, other? Or number two. Or yeah, number two, more, more about, but number one still bothers me too. You know, like really? I never was in a relationship where I felt comfortable in a room while <clears throat> while my significant other was peeing. Okay, okay no, put it this never. way: number, uh, we've been married for um, twenty years. Yeah, sure. 
And number one's a okay. Yeah. Number two's not okay. Yeah, I would say, see, now I'm not with that. But what about, because I've, I've known or heard of people that like, they say at a certain point, you just leave the door open in the bathroom. Like, it's just not, like, say you have a master bedroom in your house. Yeah, right. if it's like upstairs, nobody's ever up there. Maybe mm. and, you know, there's no chance of anyone walking by. Yeah, it still bothers me. I just can't imagine taking a number. Number two is diff. I mean, yeah, that could go really number, bad. Number two is sacred. <laughs> yeah, dude. Cause, yeah, because like, because what if you like think about this? What if you're feeling like you're doing okay, and then you're like, yeah, no one. I, but then you know how like things can turn on a dime. You know, when it comes to that, and then you're like in, you have like this emergency situation. Oh, not me. If I'm going in, I know right away if it's going to be bad. (laughs) So you've never had that experience where you're feeling like it's a totally normal day and then all of a sudden it isn't? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, anyway. Interesting. See, guys, I think (laughs) it's important to have emotional support. I want to build a house, a house that I'm building with uh, with two toilets right next to each other. What about? Dude, you know what I really appreciate, Jim? (laughs) Is in hers toilets. (laughs) (laughs) What about uh, you know when you go to a restaurant and sometimes they have the actual crapper separate from the other part of the bathroom? Yeah, I love that, dude. I love that. (laughs) Well, why wouldn't they have that? No, I mean. It's the crappers in its own room that's inside of the bathroom, not just a stall. I was weirdly having a similar conversation this weekend until like four in the morning. I think we need to reprivatize our public restrooms. Yes. I think that it's ridiculous right now. Yeah. I mean, we already have the the one stall rule. Like we just need total total separation. I I that's women do. No, because you're still like say you're having a nasty dump. There's someone oh. sitting right next to you. You can see their feet. You know, if there's any splashback onto the floor, they'll notice it. Mm-hmm. You know, anything. We need to finish the wall. Any, <laughs> if if you're crapping out a toothbrush you swallowed, they'll see it. They'll You'll, hear it. You pick your feet up. They pick might your use feet it. Feet up. Yeah, you pick your feet up so they don't see your shoes. Who has time? They know you're there. What? They don't see your you're shoes. You're squatting though. on the toilet. So when you leave, they don't know who you were because they didn't see oh your shoes. Oh my god. But that doesn't, how do you even, I don't have the physical, like, <laughs> wherewithal you to do that. You can't pick your feet up. I can, standing. but I'm not, no, because you have to go like six, six inches up in the air. Like, I'm. by the time I get my feet, <laughs> by the time I get my feet that high off the ground, I'm reclining. Then I'm yeah. just crapping on the floor directly. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting out the front. <laughs> oh, anyways, I was just thinking about that. Uh, when we started talking, but anyways, yeah, don't trust. You want to walk and you want to talk on your first date. Mm. Never trust a fart because a you won't get away with it, or b you'll crap yourself. Neither of those would be good. <laughs> and you certainly don't want to do that during the meal, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you need you really should ask her to refrain from farting too. True. Do you think that? That's that's okay. I don't know if I need that's to okay ask. because I think I think her farting would do a lot to break the ice. <laughs> Jim. That really sets the precedent. You really, wouldn't you be, wouldn't you be creeped out if some girl went on a first date and farted? Well, if it's purposeful or if it just slipped yeah, out, if it slipped I, out, that'd be pretty cute. I, oh, oh wow. Wow. I don't mean that way. I mean, it'd be like, oh. kind of an David, can you hit that German music again? <laughs> it'd be kind of, I think it would be very, very adorable by a girl to do this thing. Jim Carrey really just had an actual hot take. We'll see you later, scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>